0: If you would, take your Bibles and open up to 1 Timothy chapter 2, we will be there in just one moment. I know probably like myself, the last uh, few months, your uh, mailbox has been inundated with flyers, your email box has been inundated with uh, random emails or political emails, you probably have gotten the same text messages and robocalls that I have. And, uh, and I know that this time uh, in the particular climate that we are, this particular year being difficult in a whole lot of ways, that uh, we have been thinking, and as we should, prayerfully considering uh, our nation, our country, changes and things that were on the horizon, And maybe some of you, like my wife, checking things in the middle of the night uh, to see just what happened last night with the election, Uh, curiosity considering uh, what was coming. But we know that it's not over, and we know that uh, as Christians we, we read the scriptures and it tells us in Philippians 4, 6 and 7, "...be anxious for nothing." But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. We also see in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 the simple statement, pray without ceasing. And I know that I have uh, sat here in the pew over the last few months, and on numerous occasions, part of many prayers has been a prayer for our nation. And, and I, I want to look at 1 Timothy chapter 2 and, and maybe just the encouragement to all of us that uh, as much as we prayed prior to the election, let's keep our prayers going for our country. First Timothy chapter 2. Therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. For kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Here we have a a, a statement talking about our pleadings to God, our communication to God. And it uses some different terms, supplications, prayers, intercessions, giving of thanks. And and not not to do a word study, but we can see very quickly that when it is instructing us to pray for all men... Authorities, kings, those over us, that it, it at least gives us some differences. That there's more to it than just uh, uh, saying prayers for the, the future, wanting good to happen, hoping for the best, asking for the best. But we see that there are some specific things mentioned uh, of giving thanks, having gratitude, of making petitions on behalf of them. Uh, making intercessions as a Christian interceding on their behalf because we know that our elected officials in this country, uh, much of our life depends upon their character, upon their choices, upon how they vote and what they bring to the forefront and what they uh, put before our country to consider. You know, when Paul was writing this to Timothy, it's it's interesting that... uh, you know, in a world, in a time when democracy was not the major government structure, that it's still the encouragement on Christians, still the command on Christians to pray. And that's interesting because when we think about it, we've probably, I know myself, have have fallen into it, that we see the election, we see the transition coming up, and our mind is focused on that. And that's good. And our prayers increase around it, but but Paul makes this statement to Timothy, not when there was an election. There wasn't a, a Caesar up for re-election. There wasn't a, a change in in some sort of uh, representatives or the the Levitical priesthood that that surrounded them or any you know government authority that we know. But the statement is still is still made, Uh, and so the encouragement to us is that uh, our prayers for authorities, our prayers for kings should not just be in every four-year spike, it should be a a continuing part of our life, and Paul stresses in in verse 2, he stresses the reason for it, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Of course we want to live a peaceable life. Of course we want our life to be filled with peace. And uh, an enormous aspect to the peacefulness and the contentment that we can have in life is praying. Is finding the inner peace, finding the inner purpose for our own life and interceding that that is at the heart of other people's thoughts and minds as well. After the dedication of the temple, in uh, 2 Chronicles 7.14, uh, God, speaking to Solomon, says, If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal the land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. God desires all people to come to him humbly. And, of course, as Christians, we are the forefront. We are the first line of defense. We are the first responders when it comes to interceding for the world that surrounds us. So I just encourage you with, with the way that Paul encouraged Timothy and um, that we keep prayer as a forefront. Uh, I know in the next few days it will be uh, especially good that all of this resolves and we have conclusion and we have uh, an ending to uh, to this election, this particular cycle, but but there are lots of leaders who need our prayer. Now, as we think about prayer, um, it's important. James chapter five verse sixteen tells us that the uh, effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous avails much. Our prayers, as Christians. Uh, Go up to the Father because we have a Savior. We have an, a mediator, an advocate on our behalf, Jesus Christ. The world outside the church doesn't have that advocate for their prayers to go before the Father. So we have that. And so it is an incum- incumbent upon us to make use of it. But we find in, in Acts chapter 9 and Acts chapter 10 that there were two men who were very fervent in their prayers. But their prayers did not save them. Paul, or Saul in Acts chapter 9, was praying intently, blind, for multiple days. And God sent to him Ananias to teach him the gospel so that he would be saved. In Acts chapter 10, verse 2, it says that Cornelius prayed to God always. But God sent to him Cornelius to learn the gospel and to obey to be baptized into Christ, to take on Christ into your life, uh, and to have that advocate for the rest of your life as you approach the Father in prayer. Prayer is important, but prayer doesn't save if you are not willing to obey the gospel. If there's any need tonight that we can offer prayers or that we can help with someone wanting to obey the gospel, we have the opportunity as we stand and as we